Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. My name is Ruth Fagan, and today we're studying Tractate Psachim, Daf Nun Zayin, page 58. Our Daf is the first Daf of the fifth parak of Masachat Psachim, and marks a significant shift in the topic of the Masachat. The first four prakim deal primarily with the prohibition of chametz, the mitzvah of matzah, and other laws which do not depend on the temple for their, fulfill, for their fulfillment. The topic of chapters 5 through 9 is Korban Pesach, the Pesach offering. There are a few laws that are unique to Korban Pesach. While most korbanot can be slaughtered at any time and the meat consumed day and night, the Korban Pesach must be slaughtered on the afternoon of the 14th of Nisan, on Erev Pesach. The meat cannot be eaten till the night and then only until midnight. The korban is eaten by all Jews who are tahor, both male and female, and to be eligible to eat it, one must register before the slaughter to be part of the group that will eat that particular animal. These unique rules will all play a part in our learning over the next few dapim. The Mishnah at the top of 58a details the times for bringing the Pesach offering. In order to understand the Mishnah, a bit of background is necessary. Each day when the temple was standing, two offerings were brought, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. These two offerings are referred to as Tamid Shel Shachar, the daily Tamid morning offering, and Tamid Shel Benhar Arbaim, the daily afternoon offering. In addition to these daily offerings, other voluntary offerings, Nidarim and Nidavot, were brought each day. These offerings were brought during the day. In general, nothing could be offered before the morning Tamid, and nothing could be offered after the afternoon Tamid. Korban Pesach, however, was an exception, as the Pesach was offered after the afternoon Tamid. Thus, the time for offering Korban Pesach was linked to the time of the Tamid offering. One last bit of introduction. The rabbis divided the daylight hours from sunrise to sunset into 12 sections, or hours. These rabbinic hours, which might be more or less than 60 minutes, depending on the actual number of daylight hours on any given day, are, refu- are referred to as sha'ot zmaniot. Thus, sha'azmanit sheish, or 6 o'clock, actually refers to high noon. Shalosh, 3 o'clock refers to midway between sunrise and high noon. Tesha, 9 o'clock, refers to halfway between high noon and sunset, and so on. With that information in mind, let's turn to our Mishnah. The Mishnah begins by saying, Tamid nishchat bishmona umechze vekarev v'tesha umechze. The Tamid, the afternoon offering, was slaughtered at 8.30 and actually offered an hour later at 9.30. However, as we've already mentioned, Korban Pesach is offered after the Tamid Shobena Arbaim, and given that at least in theory everyone in Israel must eat the Korban Pesach, there clearly would not be sufficient time to slaughter all the lambs if the Kohanim only began in the latter half of the afternoon. Therefore, our Mishnah tells us, 
בערבי פסחים, על ערב פסח, נשחט בשבל ומחצה וקרב בשמונה ומחצה, בין בחול בין בשבת. על ערב פסח, the תמיד is slaughtered at 7.30, offered at 8.30, and since Korban Pesach is Dochet HaShabbat, overrides the Shabbat, it's necessary to move the, ta- the time for slaughtering the Tamid an hour early, not only on weekdays, but also on Shabbat. When Arab Pesach falls on Friday, the time for the Tamid is pushed back even more. This is because, as Rashi explains, while the actual slaughtering of the Korban Pesach is Dochet HaShabbat, that is not true of the roasting of the meat, which must be done before Shabbat. Therefore, when Arab Pesach falls on a Friday, Chal Arab Pesach Liot Be'erav Shabbat, Nishchat B'Sheshu the Tamid is slaughtered at 6.30, right after high noon, the karev b'sheva umechze, and is offered at 7.30, v'ha-pesach acharav. Thus ends the Mishnah. The Gemara opens by asking for the biblical basis for the times of slaughtering the afternoon tamid. Rav explains that when the Torah says that the second tamid should be offered b'en ha'arbaim, this applies that the tamid can be offered from the time that the sun begins to set. When the shadows begin to be cast towards the Ma'arav, the east. This happens at 6.30, since the sun is directly overhead for one hour from 5.30 to 6.30. Thus, Dovai to the earliest time for the Tamid to be slaughtered is 6.30. But since, as Rava says, on the other days of the year, Ika Nedarim Vinidavot, the optional sacrifices brought by individuals, which need to be offered between the morning and afternoon Tamid, the time for the afternoon Tamid is pushed back two hours to 8.30. When Arab Pesach falls out on any time between Shabbat and Thursday, we advance the time of the Tamid one hour to 7.30, and when Erev Pesach falls on Friday and we need to leave time to roast the Pesach, before Shabbat we advance the slaughter of the Tamid two hours to its earliest biblical time. What is not discussed by the Mishnah is when the afternoon Tamid is slaughtered and offered on Shabbat. After all, we usually perform mitzvot at their earliest possible time. Zrizim matimim la mitzvah. The reason for moving the time of the Tamid from 6.30 to 8.30 is in order to accommodate other optional korbanot which cannot be offered after the Tamid. But those korbanot are not offered on Shabbat. In nenu dochim et ha-Shabbat. So when is the optimal time for the Shabbat? Tamid shobin harabayim. The Gemara brings a Braita, which presents a machloket between Rabbi Yishma and Rabbi Kiva about the time for the afternoon Tamid. The language of the Braita makes it difficult to de- determine exactly what case is being de- discussed. But according to the Amora Rabba Barula, the point of disagreement is precisely when to slaughter and offer the Tamid on Shabbat. Amar Rabba Barula. Hachi Katani, this is what the Braita is teaching us. Kisidro Bechol Ba'alma, like the Tamid's order on a regular weekday, so too is its order on a regular Shabbat. These are the words of Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Yishmael says that the time to offer the afternoon Tamid on Shabbat is exactly the same as the time to offer it every other day, slaughtered at 8.30 and offered at 9.30. 
Rabbi Akiva Omer, but Rabbi Akiva says, Kisidu ro be'erva Pesach de Alma, like the Tamid's order on a regular Erev Pesach, Kach Sidu ro be'Shabbat de Alma, so is its order on a regular Shabbat. Rabbi Akiva says that the time to offer the afternoon Tamid on Shabbat is the same time as we offer the Tamid on Erev Pesach. Thus, for Rabbi Akiva, since the only reason to slaughter the Tamid at 8.30 was to allow for sacrifices that are not brought on Shabbat, on Shabbat, the time for the Tamid is moved up one hour. It is slaughtered at 7.30 and offered at 8.30. The Gemara then clarifies the basis for the disagreement between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael. What are they arguing about? They're arguing about whether we should make a decree regarding Shabbat to safeguard the Nidavot and Nidarim of Chol. Rabbi Yishmael Savar, Gazrinan Shabbat Atu Chol, for Rabbi Akiva Savar, Lo Gazrinan. Rabbi Yishmael says we make a degree about Shabbat to safeguard Chol, and Rabbi Akiva says we don't make that sort of decree. Rabbi Yishmael pre- appears to be afraid that if the Tamid was slaughtered at 7.30 on Shabbat, the Kohanim would begin to slaughter at 7.30 on weekdays also, with the result that some Nidarim and Nidavot would end up being slaughtered after the Tamid which would render them invalid. Thus, Rabbi Yishmael believes that we make a gzeirah and push off the offering of the tamid on Shabbat later than is necessary in order to prevent the disqualification of voluntary offerings on weekdays. Rabbi Akiva apparently has no such worry. He feels confident that the Kohanim will be able to differentiate between Shabbat and Chol and that moving the slaughter of the tamid earlier on Shabbat will not lead to its being offered earlier on Chol. I find Rabbi Yishmael's position fascinating. Do we need to make a gzera on Shabbat to protect Chol? Is it truly realistic to think that the Kohanim would not be able to differentiate the order of the temple service on Shabbat from the order of the service on Chol? Wouldn't the different rhythm of the Shabbat offerings, with the Musaf offering, the changing of the Lechem HaPanim, which happened only on Shabbat, and the lack of any individual korbanot seep into every aspect of their being? Is it a realistic possibility that the Kohanim would simply move the time of the daily afternoon tamid forward, ignoring the long line of individuals with their nidarim and nedavot, or somehow forget that these offerings may not be sacrificed after the tamid? That doesn't seem reasonable. So, with absolutely no evidence to support what I'm about to say, I'd like to suggest a slightly different understanding of Rabbi Ishmael's position. Perhaps Rabbi Yishmael was not suggesting that in reality the Kohanim would confuse what they were supposed to do on weekdays. Perhaps Rabbi Yishmael was sending us a powerful message about how we are supposed to balance the relationship between Shabbat and the rest of the week, between Kodesh and Chol. Perhaps Rabbi Yishmael was suggesting that we should live our lives constantly striving to bring as much of the Kiddushah of Shabbat into the rest of the weekdays as is possible. So much so that in theory we could forget how we were supposed to act on weekdays and conduct ourselves as if it were Shabbat. In such a world, a world where we all strive to make the six days of Chol as much like Shabbat as possible, in such a world, there might indeed be a need to Gazrin and Shabbat Atuchol. Perhaps Rabbi Yishmael is suggesting that this is a type of world that we should strive to live in. Thanks for listening, and I hope you return tomorrow for a discussion of Daf Nun Tet, Psachim 59b. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page.
The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.